Hey guys, welcome back to the Deeper Podcast. Today is January the 31st, and we are in the middle of the book of Numbers. We are moving right along, and we talked about yesterday and yesterday's yesterday about how the book of Numbers is basically Exodus Part 2, or the sequel to the book of Exodus. We kind of took a break, and we looked at Leviticus, because Leviticus is before Numbers in the Bible, and that's where God gave the people the law and his expectations of how they are to live and to interact with God and interact with one another. And so we're picking back up here on the historical journey of Israel. And if you've been listening, or if you are familiar with your Bible enough, you know the uh, the exodus from Egypt, and we see the first Passover, the ten plagues. God's done so much in Israel's young history. And, and we kind of pick up in their history about a year into their journey to the Promised Land. This is supposed to be a quick trip through the desert. It was supposed to be a quick trip trip through the wilderness. God had camped his people at the base of Sinai, Mount Sinai, and in this year he has given them the law. He's prepped them and he's taught them how to follow him uh, with the Ark of the Covenant and how to, you know, when the when the pillar of fire were to pick up and move, he would move the camp and when the cloud would rest, the people would rest there and they'd go about their duties and they do everything that God's told them and commanded them to do through Moses and and through his leadership of the people. And so this year has been a very important year for the nation of Israel and God has prepared them to follow him. And so now we get to the part where Israel is leaving Sinai and we pick that up in chapter 10 verse 11 and we, you know, the next thing that happens should have been a great military campaign, should have been where, you know, God led the Israelites into battle and they achieved a great victory. But the first thing that happens is that they complain. They, they complain about where they're at. They complain about not having enough food or not having the right kind of food. They, they remind Moses that back in Egypt they had all of the free fish they could eat and they had all this, that, and the other. And, and they complain about their circumstances, even though their circumstances were about to get a lot better. God was taking them and he was, he was going to do an incredible miracle with them. But instead they start focusing on nonsense. And so... Uh, then God takes some of the responsibilities from Moses, um, and, and we see we see those people that complain. They get what they ask for, but it also comes with a plague. And God removes from the community some of the people that were uh, were involved in that. Uh, then we see an argument among Miriam and Aaron and Moses. Well, Miriam and Aaron opposed Moses, and so. Um, we see that discussion and, and that there, there's a lot of, of turmoil in the camp at this point. And so right at the beginning, they're starting to, you can kind of sense that things aren't getting off to a great start. And then in verse, thir- or, I'm sorry, in chapter 13, we see something that you've probably heard about in Sunday school, the, the 12 spies sent into Canaan. And so we'll pick up verse 13, uh, chapter 13, I always get that backwards, say, uh, chapter 13, verse 1 says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the, the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the people of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a chief among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord. And... Of those 12 men, because there's 12 tribes of Israel, so 12 men went out into the land of Canaan. They stayed there for 40 days. And when they came back, uh, we we pick up their report in, uh, in, in verse 25. It says, At the end of 40 days they returned from spying out the land. 
And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of people in Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them, to all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there, the Amalekites dwell in the land of Negeb, the Hittites, the Jebusites, so on and so forth. And they come back and they say, all of the things that you told us about this land are true. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a land that that uh, is rich in resources and, and just exactly how God told us it would be, it is. But there's something in the way. There's giants in the land. There's people there to to block us from going there. They're stronger than we are. They're bigger than we are. And, and there's nothing that we can do about it. We're too small. We're, we're, we're too small a nation. We're too small a people. We just can't take the land. But what they did, it's not that they had no confidence in themselves. They had no confidence in God, which to this point, if you, it's infuriating and it's infuriating to God. We see the, we see God's anger burn here. We see God so frustrated with these people. He's done so many great and mighty things for them. In fact, they've already defeated the world's greatest power at the time, which were the Egyptians. They've already, God has already brought them out of Egypt and into, the, and this isn't like it happened 100 years ago or even 10 years ago. This happened last year that they were brought out of Egypt. So these are people who quickly, quickly forget what's going on. God provided food for them in the middle of the wilderness. He provided manna, which was a, a, a huge anomaly, something that no one had ever seen before and have seen since. It, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's not a food that naturally falls. I, I don't even know if that's even a thing, it, but it's not a natural occurrence. God provided a miracle. In fact, just the fact that two million people had been able to survive for a year in the wilderness is a miracle in and of itself. God is providing an ongoing miracle for these people. And it's all of those things that make God so frustrated with the nation of Israel, so much so that he ends up telling Moses, just forget it, I'll make a nation out of you. I'm done. But Moses intercedes for these people. We pick up in chapter 14, verse 13. But Moses said to the Lord, you know, then the Egyptians will hear of it, for you brought up this people into your might from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of the land that they have heard that you, O Lord, are in the midst of the people, for you, O Lord, are seen face to face, and your cloud stands over them, and you go before them in a pillar of a cloud by day and a pillar of a fire by night. Now if you kill this people as one as one man, then the nations who have heard your fame heard of your fame will say um, it is because the Lord was not able to bring the people into the land that he swore to give them. He has killed them in the wilderness. So Moses intercedes on behalf of the Israelites. And so God says, yeah, okay. <laughs> but he promises judgment. And it's at this point that they, uh, he, he says the Exodus generation the ones that came back and that brought back the bad report and the ones that refused to follow me, they will not see 
they will not see Israel enter into the promised land. And the only two people from that generation that were able to enter the promised land were Joshua and Caleb. And those were the two uh, quote-unquote spies, but you know we know them so much more as just these spies. I mean, Joshua had been a, an assistant under Moses as a young boy who had followed Moses, had been faithful to God, and had done everything he was supposed to do. Comes back and says, "Yeah, there's giants. Yeah, there's people in the in the in the uh, in the land, but God is stronger." Guys, as we end today's reading and today's podcast, we need to always be reminding ourselves because it's so easy to forget. And we've seen that the Israelites in just a year and in, in the middle of their ongoing miracle had forgotten how strong God was. God is going to, to, to require us to do great things. And when we have faith in him, we can do things that we never could do on our own. But when we allow God to lead our life, He can do greater things than we could ever do. It takes obedience and it takes faith on our part to be able to, to, to walk out and to step into those things. And so as we pray today, I just pray the spirit of Joshua and the spirit of Caleb be on us and not the spirit of really the rest of the society and the rest of the people. Let's be people of faith. Let's be people who have faith in God, who, who have faith to step out and to do the difficult things. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you, Lord. I thank you for those who are listening to this podcast and those who are reading along in their Bible. God, thank you for giving us your word. God, I pray that as we read these pages and we read the words here and they process and they sink into our hearts, God, I pray that we can know you in a more intimate way. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. If you are new to the podcast, what we're doing is we're going through the Bible in a year. Today is January 31st as of the recording of this podcast. But really, it doesn't matter when you listen. Maybe it's the middle of February and you're listening to it. Or maybe it's on in March. You know what? That's fine. These podcasts are about 10 to 15 minutes long. Some of them are shorter. Some of them are a little bit longer. But we're reading the Bible together. And any time spent in your word, it doesn't have to be systematic. For me, it helps, you know. Um, but maybe you just like spending time in your word. I encourage you. Go back. Listen to all the podcasts before. Binge listen to them, if you will. And uh, get in your word and read it. There's a lot of things that we don't talk about uh, in a 10-minute podcast because we're covering so much. And that's going to be the case as we get into more of the word, too. Um, but hey, we're going to do this over and over and over again, year after year. And so follow this podcast. Let's stay in your word. Let's make it a lifetime habit of God's people being in God's word. No more biblically illiterate generations from here on. Let's make a, let's make a pact that we are going to be in our words for the rest of our life. <laughs> so I hope you have an awesome day and God bless and I'll see you tomorrow.